So we raised £150,000 initially, and then we went back out and did another another raise through that. And then we also went through angel funding, and we've also been through uh, through VC funding as well. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Simon Ponsford. He has over 20 years experience in high growth startup environments, working in technical architects, CIO, CTO, and CEO roles in both Europe and North America. He spent time in academia working as senior scientist in distributed computing and also has over 20 years cloud computing experience related patents to his name, now building yellowdog.co, which accelerates applications in the cloud. Simon, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. What's that mean? Accelerate applications in the cloud. Um, really, it goes back to a dis- concepts really of distributed computing about being able to take an application that runs on, on on more than one core and being able to distribute that across many cores, generally in the cloud. And for us, it means almost unlimited scaling, taking people to, to hundreds of thousands or millions of cores to get their workloads or their applications jobs completed very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, do you sell based off number of cores you're helping manage, or what's the sales model? The sales model is all, is, is all about licensing. So it's all about number of core hours that people use that we, that we effectively manage for them. Okay. And is that the only upsell or do you upsell product enhancements, number of seats, anything else? No, no. We try and keep it really simple. So if you know uh, what sort of scale you want to run to, you know exactly how much it's going to cost. This makes a ton of sense. Uh, so what are companies paying on average per month to use the technology? It, it really depends. You get some small companies that are just maybe paying $1,000, running some relatively small jobs, whereas you get others who are you know, paying tens of thousands of dollars to be able to scale to, 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 to tens of thousands of cores and keep those jobs running 24-7. And so would you say maybe a sweet spot for you might be someone paying 10000 bucks a month? Um, I would say probably the sweet spot for us. It's almost like two different two different markets. There's a sweet spot in the sort of mid in the smaller mid market, which is generally around about five thousand dollars, and then uh, the month. upper end, yeah, and then the upper end is probably closer to fifty thousand. Interesting. Okay, but but you sort of skip the middle. You see either people are lower or higher, but very few in the middle. There are very few in the middle. Um, it's really it's a really interesting market. You're either. Um, yeah, essentially, you've got two ways of working. You're either a place where you could have worked traditionally on-premise, but you're a new business maybe and you're born in the cloud. So you haven't gone for any on-premise infrastructure. You've gone entirely to the cloud. So those are people that could have run on-premise. And then you've got the larger organizations that are really just looking at cloud to scale. And they couldn't achieve that or couldn't achieve it easily on-premise. And so they're much bigger. So you don't find there's too much in, in, in between. And so what, what, uh, without obviously naming the customer, what is the largest customer paying you per year and how many cores does that get them? Um, the, large, the largest customers are actually generally paying for um, a certain number of core hours. So, so quite a few million core hours. Okay. And what is the price point they're paying? Are we talking like million-dollar accounts or $500,000 accounts or something else? You, you, you're talking those accounts are generally more than just about sort of quarter of a million, maybe a bit a little bit higher. Okay, maybe 250k a year or something like that. Okay, cool. So big gap here. Give me the backstory. When did you guys launch? So we actually, the, the business itself started in uh, 
2015. So we've been going for, for over six years. And we actually launched our, our first product uh, about six months into the business. But uh, that was very different. It's just a very small subset of the functionality we have today. So we started generating revenue, I guess, very early on in our, in our journey. But we are quite different from, uh, from where we started out. Um, very early on, uh, a lot of the people coming to, to use us were people that wanted to make um, movies and animation and be able to render special effects, et cetera. So that was really a big market for us when we, uh, when we kicked off. It was really that transition whereby studios needed to move from, say, HD filming to 4K, and they didn't have enough compute. And so they chose Yellowdog in order to be able to, to get that compute generated from the cloud. They're effectively renting other people's compute power. Absolutely. Yeah, interesting. Okay, now how many customers are you serving today? Um, the tradition of in the, in the uh, sort of render market, we generally had about four and a half thousand customers. In the other market, it's, it's, it's much smaller today. So you're talking sub 100 in those other markets. In what other market? So essentially, you've got markets in financial services. You've got markets in life sciences. A lot of people trying to do drug discovery, et cetera. You've also got uh, customers doing things like uh, sort of modeling for, for thermodynamics, those sorts of things. So you've got to kind of split across those. But by far, our, our largest market to date has been in animation and render. Okay, and so forty five hundred customers. Those are all paying customers, right? They are they're paying, but they are those customers are generally customers that have very much very bursty workloads. So they will come along and they might pay for a month of the year, and then they'll go away because that's all they need to use us for. Those aren't those customers aren't general subscription ones. It's generally the other markets outside of render where people want to come along and just go for a longer subscription. So life sciences, et cetera, will just be generally set steady through the one through through the entire year, as well as well for things like financial services. So, so how many are actually paying consistently every month? Well, what's that market? That market's only about 30 customers today. 30 customers. Okay, cool. So you use the one-time revenues from 4,500, mainly coming from animation studios and rendering studios to sort of power your R&D to build a core product that 30 people pay for every month really predictably. Okay, and can I take thirty times that five thousand dollar a month minimum price point? You're doing over one hundred fifty thousand dollars a month right now in revenue. Yes, you can. Okay, fair enough. And bootstrapped, or did you guys raise? Um, no, no, we 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 raised. We raised early on. We started a crowdfunding. What um, funding? Crowdfunding. Oh, crowdfunding. How much we, did you raise? So we raised one hundred fifty thousand pounds initially, and then we went back out and did another another raise through that. And then we also went through angel funding, and we've also been through uh, through VC funding as well. When was the last VC round? But our, our first VC round was in uh, 2017, and they, and they uh, we've been continued support ever since then. How much did you raise in that round in 2017? I think about one and a half million. Okay, and uh, what would you call that? Your sort of pre-seed seed round. Um, yeah, I, I call that. Well, I, I would say all of these really just being pre. Series A, I really suspect our, our Series A to be going on next year. I see. Okay, so the la- the one point five was in twenty seventeen. Was there another round you did between then and today? Between that, yeah, time we, we, we did we did re- we did re- various raises. We, we we've done about eight million in total. Okay, got it. So you raised another six million in last year or something like that over the last couple of years. That was, that was end of twenty seventeen. I see. Okay, so so what do you mean by that? You sort of like split the things up and sort of just raised on a rolling basis as you needed it, or what's that model look like? We, we, we've, so generally, we, we, we raise um, essentially for product development when we've raised also to go to specific markets. So to start going into new markets, we, we, we've done specific raises. 
One of the most common things I hear from SaaS founders as they're getting your MVP launched is you rely on your customers to send you a CSV or Excel file, and you don't want to spend your engineering time building a big bulky CSV importer. That's why this company, Flopfile, is growing so fast. They make it really easy for startups to quickly embed and ingrain their customers' data into the web application without you having to spend engineering hours, your precious early engineering hours, on building a clunky CSV import. You simply use Flopfile to import your customer's messy Excel file. Flopfile will clean it up and make it perfect for use in your new web application. Now, the beautiful thing about Flopfile is it's free to any startup with less than a million in funding or less than five employees. Again, totally free. You can check it out at nathanmaka.com forward slash Flatfile Startups. That's nathanmaka.com forward slash Flatfile Startups. So I guess I guess the reason I'm asking is the six million you raised over the past sort of three or four years. What like how did you set valuation for that? How do we set the valuation? Um, yeah, g- generally from uh, from new parties coming in and really just uh, agreeing valuations around that. Our highest valuation was uh, something like fourteen and a half million dollars. So fourteen and a half million pounds. And how much did you raise at that valuation? We probably raised about a million at that time. I see. Okay, and that was your most recent round. No, actually, I, I would say our most recent round has been uh, a little bit lower than that, um, okay. just because of uh, COVID and pandemic. Um, it's, it's generally brought that down a, down, down a little. So uh, that was really um, 2019, uh, very early 2019. And then uh, going into last year, it's a bit sl- slightly down. I think as, as many mm-hmm. people have been. Well, well thanks, for being, thanks for being honest about that. Uh, you know, Down rounds are a, a real thing in life. You have to manage through them. How were you able to convince investors to put money in when it was a valuation that was lower than the $14.5 million? That's a hard storyline to manage. It, it is a hard storyline potentially for people that have already invested. But actually, when people see the value, and I, don't think, I think a lot of people have been with us through the, right the way through the journey, um, and they, they see the value in the product and they see what we're able to deliver, and they see the results in terms of what we're able to scale. So uh, I think people are generally still encouraged to uh, see it. And now what does growth look like? If you're doing $150,000 a month today in revenue, where were you exactly a year ago? Do you remember? No, last year was a, a really bad year. Okay, so last year, because of the uh, the pandemic and because of really reductions in those uh, those customers needs to do render, as soon as live action filming uh, really stopped, there wasn't really much of a need to add special effects to film. So well, we're rest- just talking about the thirty core customers. Though. We're not talking about the one time revenue from the rendering studios. Uh, the, our, our render revenue was still was still higher. So mm-hmm. uh, essentially, that uh, that probably took you know, a good four hundred k off of that annual. But when you just look at the thirty customers paying five grand a month or more, right, for the longer term engagements, that today is one hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. What was that exact number basically a year ago? Was it one hundred grand, fifty grand, something lower? I assume. Oh, you you said, you, you said that would have been so much lower. That would have been like thirty. Three zero. Oh wow! So that's grown like significantly over the past twelve months. Were, were a bunch of those customers with you pre-pandemic, and you just signed them back up, or are they brand new customers? Generally, generally brand new. I think how'd you do that? You know, That's impressive. Well, no, I, I say brand new. A lot of people we were talking to was uh, were very early on, so we we'd already started engagement um, early on. A lot of things slowed down during the pandemic, and then people started signing up as we started coming out of COVID. I see. Got it. Okay, interesting. Now, when you did the down round, what what valuation was that at? The most recent valuation. 
that's uh, that's come out at 12 and a half. 12. Okay, so it's not significantly lower, just slightly lower. And that was last year? That's actually gone through this year. Oh, that's this year. Okay, fair. And you raised what about four or five million on that, something like that? No, no, we've we've just done uh, we've almost completely like one and a half on that one. One and a half. Okay, you really have done a lot of rounds. So one point five in twenty seventeen, one million in twenty nineteen at fourteen point five million, then a bunch of ones in between then and this year where you raised one point five million on twelve point yeah. five. Yeah. Fair enough. Would you ever consider raising like to, to like buy out early investors? I mean, what does your cap table look like today? A cap table is. Um, is a little complicated because there's a lot of people in there, for like you say, from the uh, the various different rounds. Um, and people have asked about cleaning up the cap table, etc., and whether people could be bought out. Um, yes, there, there seems to be no need to do that because a lot of people that came in early have followed on. It's not as bad as it could be. Mm-hmm. How much do you still own, Simon? I'm at around 8%. 8 percent does that ever demotivate you? Like, do you ever go, man, I wish I owned 20, 30, 40%? Um, no, not really. Not really. Uh, yeah, I, for me, uh, I've been through a lot of startups and it's, it's all really about the potential. So, you know, if you thought the business is going to be worth, you know, still going to be worth 10 million or so in 10 years' time, then that would really de- demotivate you. But uh, you know, I, I can see us growing significantly and getting a much better valuation. Can you paint a little color? Like, who's the next largest shareholder? Where's the rest of the equity? So uh, we've got some BC, uh, we've got some VC backing uh, okay. that uh, that essentially holds a, a a large part of that. So, uh, How much do VCs own altogether? Like 60 percent. VCs are are in around uh, just about let's say about forty three percent. Forty three. Okay, so you plus the VCs are a little over fifty, and then the rest are what like one off angel investors. Um, there's a couple of there's a couple yeah there's quite a lot of angel investors. Uh, and then also the uh, the crowdfunding, they come in as a, as a group. They come in at somewhere at seven or eight percent. Oh, interesting. I didn't. What where? What platform did you use to crowdfund? Start Engine uh, or something else? Uh, Cedars. Spell that. S double Interesting. Was it an easy process to use those guys? Seamless. Um, I think they are ideal when you uh, when you start out. Um, yeah. Essentially, all you do is you create a video, a bit like a Kickstarter. Um, they're, they're really good on the on the due diligence, making sure you've got the idea, all your credentials, uh, everything you've done before. They publish everything online, and uh, you just wait and uh, for things to come in. You get lots and lots of questions, so there's a lot of, sort of interaction with shareholders uh, early on. But then, yeah, it's relatively straightforward. And what does the team look like today? How many folks full time? Um, so the team is, is twelve people. Well, how, imagine engineering heavy. How many engineers? So engineering is uh, seven people. Seven. Okay. Do you have quota carrying sales reps? Uh, we, we, we haven't, no. We're, uh, okay. we're only just engaging um, sales. And I say that full capacity. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. What about net dollar retention? Do you, manage, do you measure stuff like that currently? Retention? Um, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you straight off the top of my head what, what that would be. That's okay. Very cool. What's next up product-wise, Simon, before we wrap up, what are you excited about building and releasing? Um, so we're continuing to build our platform. Uh, we're continuing to bring a lot of intelligence into the way that we, um, we use cloud resources. 
and a lot of intelligence in terms of being able to select very cost-effective, say, spot instances or solutions in the cloud. We have something called an index, which gives us a, a view of the costs in all across all the different cloud providers. And really making a lot more use of that uh, to the benefit of our customers is, is, is really what we're going to be concentrating on for the next few months. Very cool. We're rooting for you. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite book? Journey to the Center of the Earth. Say that one more time. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? No, no, I'm not. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Perfect. What tool? For any tool, that your favorite tool for building Yellow Dog. My favorite tool? I think... Um, it's really been zero, to be honest, um, just in terms of being able to understand subscription revenues and understand how to build it up. Yep. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, between four and five. Okay. And situation, married, single kids? Kids. Married. Mary, how many kiddos? One. One kid. Okay. How old are you, Simon? I'm 48. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Um, I wish I'd been a bit more ambitious at 20. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Yellow Dog. They sell licenses based off number of core hours started in 2017, 2015, really selling to rendering studios that needed more capacity to do these you know, high, high resource uh, rendering. Now moving into other fields as well, like financial services, they've got 30 core customers that pay five grand a month, doing over $150,000 a month in revenue up from 30 grand a month just a year ago. So nice growth. They have raised capital caught six, seven, eight million to date. Their last run was 1.5 million this year at a $12.5 million valuation. Pretty efficient in terms of team size, 12 people, seven engineers growing nicely here. We'll see what happens next. Simon, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.